This episode is dedicated to Rhonda and all of you who would love to have really good quality clothing projects. Rhonda wrote me back when I was looking for your feedback a while ago. She has sewn all her life projects big and small, including quilting and reworking clothes for her children when they were small. She also mentioned that she likes the process of creating something beautiful. So here is what Rhonda shared. I don't want the clothes to look tacky. I want them to look like a brand new garment when they're done, not just pieces put together. Now, to me, this is something very important, a paramount. Therefore, I'm thrilled to share my best tips and knowledge I've gathered from my fashion design study and dressmaking experience so far. So today is the first episode of the three-part mini-series on quality. And in this first part, we're going to start with the sewing-related quality aspects. We're going to look at how you could avoid your upcycle garments to look homemade, but in a bad way. There are certain things you could apply to your sewing, which will ensure you end up with beautifully made quality refashions. Hi, I'm Mariana, fashion upcycler from Perth, Western Australia. After working in the industry several years ago, I found my passion in creatively reworking existing clothing. I love making new beautiful styles from anything that's taught as old. Often these could be clothing items never worn, still with the tag on. And as Patrick Grant, judge from the show Great British Sewing Bee says, right now on the planet, we have enough clothing to clothe the next six generations of the human race. So, as we have so much in circulation, reworking and bringing some of those back to life, to me, looks like the most sustainable thing I could do as a maker. I would love you to join me on this journey. And if you like the idea, don't stay isolated not knowing where to start. Follow the link in the show notes of this episode and download your free copy on my brand new Upcycling Beginners Starter Kit. It is full of inspiration e-guide that is designed to help you begin making beautiful refashions just by reusing what you already have at home. Find the link to the website where you can download it at the top of the show notes of this episode. Now let's dive in and see what is it about quality that you could do and apply to your projects and bring them to a highly desired quality level. Quality is a multifaceted topic. You can see it in the quality of the chosen fabric or in the sewing level executed in the garment, but also in the design decisions for the overall look. That's why I decided to split in uh, three episodes our talk about quality, because there are different levels where you can apply the quality and then see it in general in the garment. 
So in this first episode, part one of the quality mini series, we're going to talk about mainly the sewing aspects in quality. I've prepared 10 sewing tips and tricks for you that can bring even simpler designs to a high professional level. In part two of the mini-series, we're going to talk about quality from design perspective. So I have 10 top design tips that can prevent your upcycled projects from looking tacky. I've picked the most important aspects that are also sought after in the fashion industry, so it equals the highest possible standards. Once you know these, you're set for a high-level finish of your makes. And lastly, in part three, I'm going to add some information on how to assess garment as a material and how to spot quality items when thrifting or looking to source any secondhand clothing in any way. So it could be from charity shops, from uh, clothing swaps or in a garage sale. You probably already know that the price is not very good indicator of quality nowadays. Expensive clothing could be unfortunately of very low quality or sewing execution. And on the opposite, cheap finds could be items of really good quality with great potential to refashion. So with this part three, we're going to close the circle and you know about quality depending on whether you're looking for a garment to source or you're making an upcycle project. So I have some good tips in the last part of the quality mini series as well. The definition of the term quality in the dictionary is explained like this. Quality is the standard of something as measured against other things of a similar kind. The degree of excellence of something. So with refashioning, we're sort of a between two lands and very, very opposite to each other. So far, the biggest part of refashioning and upcycling is mostly DIY or do-it-yourself sewing activities for home source. There, you can definitely see a lot of variations of the quality, from very low to a really high industry standard. Fortunately, the fashion industry is picking up upcycling as well. So you can see fashion design professionals and small business brands, and not so small, fortunately, to take up on upcycling. There are different fashion design professionals and brands throughout Europe, US, India and so many other countries. In episode 2, when we talked about the top 3 resources for refashion ideas, I also shared with you some of my favorite Etsy makers and brands. So Etsy.com is definitely also a place where you can research additionally for some upcycled fashion brands. Going back to the quality topic, having those industry brands is really good because it shows us examples of high quality refashions or upcycled fashion. And having those is setting up the top standards. These high industry standards 
are just following the general fashion industry standards, which, with a little bit of practice, are not that hard to achieve. Some might take a bit of time, but it is mostly about knowing what exactly these standards are. So here are my 10 sewing tips that reflect the good industry practices and that will help you get your works to the next level. My first tip is to keep all seam allowances the same width between the stitch line and the edge. I know it might feel really simple, but actually this needs attention while you're sewing and at the end is important for the overall look. So keep all seam allowances the same width. Hand in hand with the first tip goes the second, which is try to keep the stitch line straight. I know that this might be difficult sometimes for beginners, or you might find it tricky for some fine and specialty fabrics. If you're new to sewing or for some reason it's still hard for you to keep the stitch line straight, just sew by looking at the edge of the fabric instead of where the needle goes. You can also use the edge of the presser foot to help you sew the same distance. It's just easier to keep attention between the edge of the presser foot and the edge of the fabric, which are really close. Another way is just to use the guidelines on the metal plate of your sewing machine, or that's the needle plate, just under the presser foot. Furthermore, sometimes just following another parallel seam line could be a good guideline as well. Hopefully some of these tricks will help you to keep the stitch line straight and to have the same seam allowance all throughout the project. Next up is tip number three, and this is to always enclose your seams, which means not to have raw seams on the inside. Look, I realize that in refashioning, sometimes raw seam allowance could be a great feature and it's really amazing way to tell the garment's story. However, I don't recommend you to leave unfinished seam allowances on the inside. In order the garment to look high standard, inside needs to be finished and needs to be beautiful as it is on the outside. So never underestimate the inside look of a garment. I've seen many DIYers who upcycle clothes to ignore this, but to achieve great overall finish, you should always care as much for the inside as you do for the outside. Next up is the tip number four. Use industrial standard for stitch length. So the industrial standard for stitch length simply refers to the number of stitches per one centimeter stitch length, or that's three eighths of an inch. The industry standard is three to four stitches per one centimeter or three eighths of an inch. Anything longer is most probably indication for lower quality when it comes to clothing industry standards. 
The standard for stitch length is important because it ensures the quality of the construction and also it's very critical for the garments to be durable. So when you pull the seams, they actually don't break because they have enough stitches per centimeter or inch to resist the movement of the body. Of course, the thread also has to be stronger than weaker. And that's why I usually don't recommend to use older cotton threads because we, over time, these tend to go weaker and break really easy. So it's not a good idea to use old cotton threads to construct your projects. Next up, the next tip is about securing the seams. Tip 5 is secure the seams with a back tack at the beginning and the end of the seam. So back tack is also called back stitch. It's simply just going a couple of stitches back and forth and that should be done at the beginning and the end of the seam. We used to have this advice to tie a knot of the two thread tails but that's for me too time consuming and also I think might be just uncomfortable to the skin so it's really sometimes you can feel this tiny knot. Securing the seam at the beginning and the end with the machine is just very easy and quick. So to make back tack just start to sew, do a couple of stitches forward and then do a couple of stitches backward and then go with sewing the entire seam. Do the same at the end and the seam will be secured and won't unravel. It sounds very simple and it really is. But in terms of construction, this simple thing could have a significant impact and if the seams are not secured, they can come undone and that will impact the quality. Okay, next up, is the tip number six. Another simple thing that could have overall impact. And this is to cut any loose or hanging threads. It will really make the finish much neater. And this applies to any type of threads, including the end of the overlocking seam. You can't backtack overlock seam, but you could enclose it into the seam or you can just cut it, pull some of the threads and sort of tie it up a little bit so it doesn't come undone. Next up is tip number seven. Use color matching thread. I know sometimes this could be very tedious. We tend to use any thread that is in the sewing machine or especially in the overlocker. Not that you can't do it, just keep in mind that usually high quality garments have color matching threads. When you refashion, just choose a thread that is matching as much as possible the original threads used in the garment. Unless, of course, it is intentional as a design feature to go for a contrasting thread. Now, keep in mind that if you choose contrast top thread, it could take a while until you finish the project. I remember when I was studying fashion design, we had to make a jacket, just traditional pattern for jeans jacket. 
which usually has about 24, 25 pieces. So we had black fabric. And of course, the usual would be to choose black thread. However, I chose to use silver metallic thread for the top stitching. And to finish the jacket took me twice longer compared to the rest of the group. I remember I was so late with my project, but I really liked the contrasting silver thread on the black background. I also chose interesting buttons for the jacket. And let me tell you, even after almost 10 years, I still continue to wearing this jacket and I just love it. So if you want to go for a contrast top thread usually, then don't hesitate. It might take a bit more time, but it's really worth it at the end. Okay, moving on to tip number eight. If for some reason you don't have the original thread, so you don't have an example what color matching thread to choose, then it comes tip number eight. And this is to use thread as possible as similar to the fabric. Now, if you have colorful fabric, for example, something printed or pattern fabric like plaid, for example, which is often the case when you refashion men's button-up shirts, then the best next thing is to choose thread that is similar to the base color of the print or the pattern. In other words, thread that disappears into the fabric is the most appropriate thread color that you could choose for your project. Okay, next up is tip number nine. Tip nine is to make even and crisp hems or also sleeve hems, necklines, armholes if you have some and so on and so forth. Now, when we talk about hems, just try avoiding any twist in the folds of the hem. And my trick to avoid any twist, and that's for most common fabrics. So my trick is to press the finished hemline before sewing the hem. That is, if you have single and double fold hems. They're called sometimes turned up hems. So, for example, if it's a single fold hem or turned up and stitched hem, I'd overlock the edge and then by measuring the required width, let's say two centimeters, I will press the fold and then I will go to the sewing machine and stitch the hem. Every time this is an absolute winner for me. It eliminates any potential twists and makes the sewing part true pleasure. Talking about pressed hems, the next tip is again about pressing. So tip number 10, the last tip, is to press the seams at the end of the project. Now, many dressmakers would actually advise to press your seams after they have been sewn. However, I find that in many cases that's not necessary. And keeping the iron on feels like it's not really the most eco-friendly type of sewing to me. But look, anyway, it's actually a personal choice to press seam after it has been sewn or at the end of the project. 
Many times the garment and the type of fabric that you're using is actually going to dictate this. So if I need to do any pressing while I'm sewing the seams, then I would go for that. But usually I would go for pressing at the end of the project. So it's really your personal choice. Now you can see that there is a lot that could be done in terms of sewing to achieve really good high-end quality. If you need, you can write these down and make a list. Keep it close to the sewing machine until you get used to those and make it a habit. I assure you it's going to take you the same amount of time to form bad habits or these habits that will ensure good quality of your makes. So why not really aim for refashions that instead of looking tacky and homemade in a bad way, to make something that looks really high level work. It's definitely worth your attention, right? Here is a quick wrap up of all these 10 tips. Tip one was to keep all seam allowances the same width. And tip two was to keep the stitch line straight. You can use the needle plate of the sewing machine or the presser foot to align the edge and just keep your attention on that raw edge to keep it straight. Tip number three was to enclose and finish off your seams. The fact that you can't see the inside is actually not a reason to not do a little bit more and finish off the garment on the inside as well. The next tip four was to use industrial standard for stitch length, which is three to four stitches per one centimeter or three eighths of an inch. Tip number five was to secure the beginning and the end of the seams with a back tack or also called back stitch, which ensures the durability of each seam and the garment in general. Tip number six was to cut any loose or hanging threads for neater finish. Again related to the threads were tip number seven and eight, to use color matching thread or to use thread that will disappear and it is similar to the fabric or the fabric base for prints and pattern fabrics. Tip number nine was focused on the hems to make even and crisp hems in general, but also sleeve hems, necklines, armholes and so on and so forth. And I told you my trick of pressing the hem before sewing. This will definitely ensure crisp and neat finish at the end. And lastly, tip 10 was to press the seams at the end of the project or after sewing each of the seams if that is your personal preference. Hopefully these tips are giving you the tiny bits and pieces behind the scenes what sewing details to look for when you do your refashions. But that's not all. There is another whole level of the quality aspect. 
Next time in part 2 of the quality mini series, we're going to talk about the quality from designing point of view. I've handpicked top 10 tips for how to achieve high-end, professionally done overall look of your projects. At the end, if you applied what you learned from today's episode and combine it with what I've got for you in the next part, you will really be able to take your handmade work to the high standards. These standards are paramount for designers and fashion brands that care not only about the profits, but also aim good quality and long-lasting products for their customers. Thank you so much for listening and for your company today. I will talk again in a couple of weeks. Until then, keep creative. Bye for now.